This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach. And for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. As you are aware... We are a show sponsored by Resh's, the greatest beer of all time. Shag, you'd agree with that. Let's continue. Sorry, you can just leave that silence there. What is the outcome of the sponsorship? Thus far, we've had one free long neck from a bottle shop, (laughs) which is not actually Resh's. So I feel like we've done some uh, moderate amount of heavy lifting for Resh's, the I'm, greatest beer of all I'm time. I'm actually pretty surprised that P&V stock Resh's. They, I had to ask them to. <laughs> <laughs> it was surprisingly convoluted. Well, Pitch, okay, you know what? Let's, let's flip this around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your plan... <laughs> For how the rest of sponsorship works, yeah, yeah, and what you get out of it, and what they get out of it. Yes, yes, this is exactly what I want to deal with. All right, so I have a whisper of a plan of how am I going to get a second free rushes? Right, every single podcast I've got a shout out. (laughs) So wait, so wait, it's been all night. Your ambition for the rest of sponsorship is to get two free beers. Well, I've already got one. So, yeah, yeah, one additional free beer would be real nice. I've paid for this one that we're drinking now. <laughs> How many rashes do you think you've consumed over this night that you paid for? Uh, uh, between five and eight. Okay. I think something like that. That'd Which sound... you probably wouldn't have bought, except for the fact that you were trying to I would to have make... bought other brands, so they surely. Were, so they were investment rashes <laughs> exactly. to get these two free rashes. Yes. And I've already one. got one. <laughs> Not from rashes. <laughs> But yeah, P and V, they get it. They brought in the order in the rashes. Mm. It was a surprisingly <laughs> irritating process. <laughs> so, so okay, so that's yep. your goal. That's your goal to get another a free rashes. Convenient rashes. second rashes. Okay. Yes. Your plan yes. is to still it's to just keep talking about rashes on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. How will they hear about this? Ah. Now, this is where you come in. (laughs) I thought I'd just freestyle a few basically ads for Reshers and you could give me some feedback. Okay. And we could arrive at an end point. And when I say freestyle... When you say ads, what do you mean? Sorry, I mean... Fucking bits of like mentions on our fucking right. Gotcha. So like so, literally so, right now. So branded content. So we're gonna have some yep. content in here yep. that's not sponsored by Rashes. Yeah. But we're that's gonna fun. be like they'll pay us later. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We'll do it now. Exactly. They'll pay us later. Okay. Let's do this. Let's. I want. Let's brainstorm. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Just taking a quick break. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys. Uh, Shag and Peach right here. We're just recording Spooko over one night only. A lot of people ask us if we really enjoy a Reshes 
and just want to let you know it's it's our favorite yours faithfully the bitch wait are you signing off in the middle of the podcast hey guys we're back thanks thanks for sticking around sorry to take you to that advertised piece of um, branded content Peach, they're not going to like it if you do some branded content and then you're like, sorry about the branded content. Oh, fuck. Okay, okay, okay. All right, how about this? How about this? Uh, Shag, how's um, Spooko going? Um, <laughs> sorry to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having a sip of precious. Delicious. How about that? Today we're doing the audition. We are a horror movie podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about getting you to engage with your clear interest with horror films, but Mm. get over them and get to a point where you'll want to see and not using you listening fuck fuck you guys yeah, it's yeah. me literally peach this is a conversation between your boys peach and chat <laughs> what's up i thought it was quite interesting mm. that you put this film on the list audition tell me where did you hear about this uh i googled top 25 or top 50 horror films of all time because <laughs> <laughs> uh, i worried we were running out of ideas and i sort of wanted to contribute something to the podcast because i'm a little bit insecure about the fact that you do all the hard work mm-hmm. and i just come in and drink a few reshes mm-hmm. one of which has been free <laughs> <laughs> I don't do very little else. So it's my way of trying to contribute. So this isn't as well known as a lot of the other films uh, we do, but it's quite a cult film. Like, as I've said before, like, Mm. I'm a big fan of trying to see, like, the craziest, most disturbing films. Yes. And so sometimes when I'm, like, super bored... And you know when you just Google top 10 whatever, right? So in the past, I've Googled, like, top 10 most disturbing films, thinking, okay, what have I seen? Doyle's uh, leading commercial litigation (laughs) law firms. New South Wales. Yep, 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 I get it. So this film regularly makes appearances in those lists about the most disturbing films of all time like regularly and it's crazy that it does because a lot of the other films on those lists are like heavy hitters that everyone's heard of that have been banned by multiple countries as far as i know this film was never banned because there's not actually a lot of grossness that happens in it it's just in general it's a very clever and dark film so it's by this director called um mike takashi i hope Mm -hmm. i pronounced that correctly um and in fact, I, I just before I looked that up, so it's like Mike Takashi uh, is how you pronounce it because one of my pet peeves, and I remember this from our radio days, and you know mm. I was guilty of it in the past, but no longer, mm. is if you get a name you don't know how to pronounce, look up how to pronounce it before you're going to say it. Don't do that thing where you get up and be like, oh, what a crazy name, and, <laughs> and work, work. jokingly badly pronounce it. Just pronounce it properly. Do a little research. So Mike Takashi, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Anyway, he's a really famous cult Japanese director. He's one of those directors that will churn out like ten movies a year. Like he churns out he churns out so many films. Mm. They're not all amazing, but 
you're going to put out some. It's like it's like the Neptunes, like we were talking about before, yes, right? Yes, they example. put out so much stuff that some of it is going to be amazing because they're mm. always honing their craft. They're always doing didn't happen stuff. to me in my rap career, but you know, like I get it. Yeah, <laughs> you had a pretty good rap career. I made some pretty good songs. No I executive one... produced one of your mixtapes. Yes, no one liked that many. Of them. <laughs> that was my chief difficulty. <laughs> anyway, okay, so mm. audition is uh, also known as audition. In in Japanese, so there you go. From 1999, Mike Takashi film, and it starts with Shigeharu Ayama, a middle-aged widower, mm. is urged by his 17-year-old son uh, Shigehiko. Fuck, I really should have done my research after mm. I had that big. I've got the, the tough tough job with the pronunciation over here. Uh, to begin dating again, um, taking advice from 17-year-old boys. No, sir. Don't, as we said before, don't like, don't ever be... send them the ring tape. This is <laughs> like, this is the right time to be like, oh, son, I've got a tape for before you. Before they get into Entourage, you're right. Yes. Ayama's friend, Yasuhisa, fuck, this is really coming back to haunt me. Yasuhisa Yoshikawa, a film producer, devises mm. a mock casting audition at which young woman auditioned for the part of Ayama's new wife. Can I interrupt? Yeah. This is at the. This sounds really weird, but at the height of the start of reality TV, I think. So Ed TV's come out 18 months beforehand. Big Brother's just about to start in Australia in 2000 or maybe 2001. And we're at peak pre-reality TV with just a whisper of like, mm, yeah. reality TV's coming. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, around about this time, Merlin was in the Big Brother house and came out with a tape over his... That was 2004. Yeah. We lived in the same house. It was oh, an important okay. year Sorry. for you and me together. <laughs> Reshes. We drank... Well, we, we drank beers other than Reshes that year, which is why it may not be very special. No, but. you know what? Good brand and content now is honest. So you don't have to be like, I love, it's the only beer I drink. You just do it in a natural way. Okay. Uh, Reshes, hey, what's going on? So anyway, so so Ayama um, mm. is holding this audition for the part of his new wife, right? And the way it's set up, what's really interesting about this film, the, the intro of this is set up like it's almost like a fun romantic comedy, which even though it's kind of a horrific thing to do in real life when you think about it and it's gross, mm. it's set up as this, what a crazy thing to do. This is how he's going to find true love. Anyway, mm. So he agrees to the plan and is immediately enchanted by Asami Yamazaki, attracted to her apparent emotional death. It's interesting that they say her apparent emotional death. Why do they put apparent in there, Shag? That's that's my real query. You're going to find out. So Yoshikawa develops misgivings about Asami after his... Fucking sorry, who's who? Yoshikawa is the bat, is the widower. It's the friend, a film producer, who devises the mock casting. So the friend develops misgivings about Asami after he is unable to reach any of the references on her resume, such as a music producer she claimed to work for who is missing. Oh. However, Ayama is so enthralled by her that he pursues her anyway. She lives in an empty apartment containing a sack and a phone. So empty mm, apartment is in signs. like, there's literally nothing in there except a sack and a phone. For four days after the audition, she sits perfectly still next to the phone, waiting for it to ring. When it finally does... That's like Quinslinger. That's awesome. That's pretty good, right? It's pretty sort of spooky and weird and awesome and spooky and weird. But don't you also think it's hilarious that he's doing this tricky thing to get his wife? Because 
there's a bit of an idea that maybe it's like a fake audition for a role that doesn't exist, but the role actually is like the features of the role are going to be perfect for this new wife. Right, so mm. they think they're playing these people to find, like you know, it'll be a fun trick to find the uh, right woman. <laughs> yeah. But she's actually playing them. Anyway, when the phone finally does ring, she answers, pretending that she never expected Ayama to call. After several dates, she agrees to accompany him to a seaside hotel where a smitten Ayama intends to propose marriage. At the hotel, Asami reveals burn scars on her body. Before having sex. Asami demands that Ayama pledge his love to her and no one else. Oh, sick. I'm like, well, not like aroused on the right word, but like I'm sort of horror film aroused. I'm like, oh, only baddies do this. Yes. A deeply moved Ayama agrees. In the morning, Asami is nowhere to be found. Sick. So Ayama tries to track her down using the resume, but as Yoshikawa warned, all of the contacts are dead ends. At the dance studio where she claimed to have trained, mm. he finds a man with prosthetic feet. <laughs> the bar where she claimed to work has been abandoned for a year following the murder and dismemberment of the owner. A passerby tells Ayama that the police found three extra fingers, an extra ear, and an extra tongue when they recovered the body. Sick. Ayama has hallucinations of the body pieces after hearing about this. Cool. Meanwhile, Asami goes to Ayama's house and finds a photo of his late wife. Enraged, she drugs his liquor. Ayama comes home, pours a drink, and begins feeling the effects of the drug. A flashback shows that the sack in Asami's apartment contains a man missing both his feet, his <laughs> tongue, one ear, and three fingers on one hand. He crawls out and begs for food. Asami vomits into a dog dish and places it on the floor for the man. <laughs> oh, the man sticks his face into the vomit and hungrily consumes it. <laughs> Are you laughing out of grossness? What, what's That's this like? just amazing. That's just sort of <laughs> real bad guy business. Like, I'm all about it. That's horrific and amazing. All right, so Ayama collapses from the drug. Asami injects him with a paralytic agent that leaves his nerves alert and tortures him with needles. So you saw a little bit of that yeah. in the trailer. So she's like gently, gently, gently. Yeah, so there's not a lot of blood. It's just like she's slowly putting needles into him to inflict maximum pain and he can't move, but he can feel all of the pain. Sick. This is horrific and amazing. She tells him that just like everyone else in her life, he has failed to love only her. She cannot tolerate his feelings for anyone else, even his own son. Sick. She inserts needles into his eyes, oh, saying deeper continuously as she does so. So the thing about this scene, it's it, like it just lingers. It just, it just takes this very slowly. It's not jump scares. It's not. It's just I like I might vom watching it, but it's okay. amazing on paper. You could not watch this film. Okay, so you could not watch. You could not watch this scene. Oh my gosh. Yet. Oh shit. Okay, so this is this is where it's like this is this is where it's easily one of the most horrific, but probably most inventive deaths slash kills slash violent bits in a horror film. So she gets a super sharp bit of piano wire, like yeah. so, like razor sharp thing of piano yeah. uh, but between two hands. 
and she saws off his left foot with it. And just like Ooh. while he's there, he can feel it. He can't move, and she's and she does it in like a fun, playful way, <laughs> like a, like almost like a childlike way, which just makes it so much creepier. <laughs> so Shigehiko returns home as Asami begins to cut off Ayama's other foot, and she sneaks up on him with a spray. As she attacks the boy, Oyama appears to suddenly wake up back in the hotel after he and Asami had sex, and his current ordeal seems to be only a nightmare. Is are his feet back? Yes, because this is back in time. Oh. Oyama proposes marriage and Asami accepts. As he falls back asleep in the hotel, he returns to find his son fighting Asami, who is brandishing mace. So that was a dream. Okay, so. Shigehiko kicks her downstairs, breaking her neck. Ayama tells his son to call the police and stares at the dying Asami, who repeats what she said on one of their dates about her excitement on seeing him again. Is that the end? Yeah, that's the end. That was pretty good and pretty spooked out. And what you don't get from this is, and yeah, like, I, I, if I don't say, if I don't explain this correctly, I'll be crucified and rightly so. But there's almost this feminist element to it where in this in in this telling it makes mm. her sound like she's just crazy and she blah blah, yep. blah 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 but from the start where he's tricking women who are thinking they're going to a movie audition to actually be in a relationship and all of the all you know all of the people you know from the dance studio to the bar like all these people that she's killed there's elements that you know maybe they were actually trying yes. to take advantage of her so there's this weird element that she's almost like a bit of an anti-hero Yes, love it. So yeah, that was audition. Yes, you passed. Uh, this was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up?